Are you also tired of one-size-fits-all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss, tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 164 of your favorite podcast, The Grown Eye Podcast. I'm going to show some Haley alongside my co-host, Brandon Long. And today, we're going to talk to you about meal timing. We're talking about Megan Long's protocols as she heads into show one. I think you guys are going to really enjoy having more insight on those. We're going to talk about insulin, blood glucose, digestion, all of these things. It is a really, really, really good episode in here. I think you guys are going to enjoy. As always, Grown Eye Podcast brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. She's coming to Haley at checkout please leave us a five star rating and review to be entered into the weekly 100 amazon gift card giveaway Ooh, have your notepads ready it's going down i'll see you inside yo what is happening you guys happy wednesday i hope you are having a fantastic morning so far dude i have to uh i i, I have to come on start off by saying that at the podcast over the next um like rest of prep is just going to be a little difficult so at times if i like lose my train of thought or things um i truly don't mean to see i come into these with such few notes like if you guys could see what's on brandon and i's phone screen right they now they get smaller and smaller every yeah. time they get yeah that. like i don't come in here with all these fucking notes so of reference it's kind of off it's all off the top i just have talking points i want to touch on and then i just kind of go through like my education background i guess or mm -hmm. like things that I have from anecdote evidence and just kind of pull here and there to kind of teach and educate. Right. Um, and like anyone who's ever like truly prepped before knows that, you know, during a contest prep phase, your brain functioning just drops like your cognitive functioning. But that's my least favorite part of prep is it's just dropping. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm like, missing sentences and <laughs> like thoughts are forgetting just like words escaping. and things are just yeah. like not flowing, making yeah. sense what you're saying or thinking. Yeah. And like the beauty of this podcast and what you guys appreciate so much is I take extremely complex topics and I make them very easy to understand. Mm -hmm. And like, that's a rather difficult process, honestly, to undergo. So I'm going to do my best here for you guys. Um, and you know, like yesterday we missed a pod because Monday was just, when I got done with my athletes, when I got done with my day, I was like, there, there's just no, there's nothing left. Um, so I'm doing everything that I possibly can uh, here for you guys because I love doing these podcasts. I love chatting with you guys. I love teaching you guys, impacting you guys, all that stuff. And I appreciate when you guys share, show us love, support us. I really, really appreciate it a ton. Um, but I just kind of want to give a disclaimer here so you guys don't get too frustrated. Man, it's Justin, Justin losing his mind. Yeah. <laughs> It's just it's just a diet. It's just a diet right now. But um what am I? Six six and a half weeks out from show one and 
nine and a half weeks out from show two. So we're get, we're definitely getting close and pushing pretty hard now. Um, and I, I feel really good. I want to start off by, um, I heard, you know, there's a certain coach who was talking shit about my protocols, um, with Megan, someone who has no fucking idea what they're talking about. Quite Frank, who, um, is just isn't near as good a coach as I am. <laughs> um, because I have her fat very low right now. And so what's the main purpose of fat inside of the, the body? Why do we need um, fat intake and what's the main purpose of it? Because fat turns to cholesterol, which is utilized to make sex hormones in the body, right? So when you take control of your endocrine functioning yourself through utilizing performance-enhancing drugs like anabolics, and Megan is in full transparency, she's using Primabolin right now, so we are controlling her endocrine system, those fats no longer have a place to really be converted to sex hormone, right? So at that point, you sort of regulate, you, you utilize fats for one, satiety, or two, blood glucose regulation. Well, satiety is not really a huge deal here because she is having, um, you know, refeed periods where the fat does go up it goes up uh, actually to a pretty decent place um, like she's refeeding right now 130 pro 210 carb 30 fat uh, that's today and tomorrow um, but also like she's been over she's been over what 1800 calories really until until about 16 days out yeah I'd say pretty much the yeah, entirety of the, the entire prep, prep. Um, you know, cardio is around a half hour, um, what, five days? Uh, no, she's had, she's had some seven-day-a-week cardios, uh, uh, weeks. It's around 30 minutes, about 350 calories. It takes around 30 minutes or so. Um, so when you take your endocrine system function into your own hands, well, the feedback loop there is now your fats be, because what happens inside your body is your endocrine system is like, oh, hey, this is being supplied for me, so I don't need to make this. And so then at that point, what happens with those fatty acids? Well, you know, they stay in circulation, or the, um, especially when your body is in mode of like, I want to grab onto everything I possibly can and store it. Um, you know, it's, it's likely to be stored, which obviously we don't want. Um, and, and so you have that liberty of dropping your fats lower, keeping carbohydrates higher, so we have more gym performance. Mm -hmm. Now... This is really basic physiological stuff, but I know it's really far over the heads of a lot of people, and a lot of people should listen to this and just kind of understand rather than just talk, right? It's much better to actually understand what you're talking about before, um, you know, you talk shit. So, especially when you're not a very good coach, <laughs> to be quite frank. <laughs> um, so Megan's pushing really hard right now. She's doing a really, really, really good job. Um, she looks fucking gnarly did you see her checking yesterday mm -hmm. yeah she looks really yeah. fucking gnarly yeah and like this she showed me where she was at like um last year or yeah. two year and a half ago Isn't that nuts in comparison i'm like holy Isn't that nuts fuck. been working yeah. we've been working fuck yeah yeah so i don't uh i don't see many clients from other you know people who want to run their mouth mm -hmm. making that kind of progress right so what we're doing over here is pretty fucking good it's working and dude she, she was natty that whole time mm -hmm. she was natty that whole time until we started primo what four weeks out five yeah. weeks out 
uh, when did we start Primo? Five, five or six weeks out. I um, oh, just over the last few weeks. Yeah, it, it was very recent mm-hmm. that we started Primo, and then we just pulled those fats down to really dial her in. Also, it's another thing about contest prep. Hey, you know what? It, any anyone who like wants to put like borders or talk black and white about don't ever do this and don't ever do that, they probably don't win very much. Um, because at some points in prep, you have to venture to the depths of darkness in order to bring it home and to kind of put the icing on, on the cake, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so someone needs to be 10 fat for like 10 days. Let's see, wh- wh- when did we go 10 fat? I have her stuff pulled up here right now. But it's like, how could you say black or white when everybody's body's different? Like you never she, know. She was 10 fat for three days. She, she was 10 fat for three days. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was actually longer than that. Yeah, three. But, but like, well, she's refeeding now. Um, and then she'll go back to the low days. Um, let's see, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday a.m. check-in. But Saturday a.m., seven days out. Um, you know, so we're kind of going to bring everything to a baseline and coast into show one because she's pretty perfect right now for the regional level. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I feel really, 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 um, good about where she's at. She feels really fucking good about where she's at. Um, and like I say, you know, I would, I would just recommend, make sure you have a coach that's truly educated and intelligent, you know, on these things. Cause honestly, even a, a natural athlete, you only go 10 fat for five days out of your prep. That's okay to do. Mm-hmm. There's nothing long-term that comes from that. If you're on that for under, really under like two weeks, I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. you, you, dude, sometimes you have to go to depths to bring it in. And, you know, it's usually people who don't have a lot of experience with actual bodybuilding. Um, it's usually more on like this, like, like true bodybuilding, like body, working with bodybuilders and seeing how the physiology of the human body responds when it's really pushed, you know, all the way, like full throttle, right? Um, Usually it's folks who don't have that experience who like put handicaps on things or like put black and white items on things. Uh, but yeah, Megan looks fucking great. Um, I highly recommend everyone just, you know, and that's kind of something else I've, you know, realized about this industry is like, dude, people like send me protocols and stuff. And like, when you just look at the protocol, you might not agree with it, but I don't fucking know what the coach's thought exactly. process is. You don't I even know no, the, what's going on with that, that I client's body. I have no clue what's going on with that client's body. And the you know this person, you know, running their mouth, they used to coach Megan a few years ago, but she looked terrible. Quite frankly, they didn't do a good job with her. Mm-hmm. So like, he has no clue what's going on with her body, <laughs> you know, either. Yeah, you don't know what someone's blood work looks no. like, what they've been through, what kind no of idea. fucking shit they're trying to, like, push through. Yeah, exactly. like, no clue at all. So, like, I highly 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 recommend you know whenever someone has input on someone else's protocols you know the reality is what's the end result and like man megan looks she looks primed to do something big this year you know and and um you know it'd be really hard to deny that whatever it is it's working you know yeah i think it's like good for you yeah like it looks good yeah look at the quality of my clients you know it's Mm -hmm. obviously working full spectrum so i would focus on getting clients in shape you know at a 100 percent clip first and foremost before taking shots at other people um that's what i did and it helps my business and my winning percentage a lot so anyways regardless of that but in the mealtime So understand with meal timing, first and foremost, what you do in 24 hours, that's what matters the most. 
Okay. Not every day is going to be perfect. You don't live in this like lab where everything's just like, you know, over in, uh, Kuwait, uh, where bodybuilding is like religion. Like they get the meals cooked for them, handed to them at the perfect time. They get injected at the perfect time. They train at the perfect time. They, everything's constantly being regulated and manipulated at the perfect time. X, Y, Z, you know, all that stuff across the board, right? Like you don't live there and you're not living in that environment. And obviously it's working really well for the people who are, you know, Mr. Olympia, Brandon Curry came out of there, you know, Raleigh Winkler. I think Rami spent some time there. Uh, you know, they have an impressive list of, of people there. But the reality is, what you do in 24 hours matters most. At the end of the day, did you hit your food? It's a yes or a no. And if it's a yes, and over time, you're going to improve. But there are some things that obviously kind of play into that. Okay, number one item here, we don't want to macro hoard. So... Something I've done in previous preps is, you know, I smoke at night. And when you smoke, you want to have room for, you know, the hunger that could be associated with smoking. Um, and I would save food for the end of the night. Mm -hmm. And this is very common that, you know, people do this. But the reality is if, you know, if I save 40% of my food for the nighttime when my hunger is finally high because I'm done working, I'm smoking, I'm just, you know, baking back being bull, <laughs> then it's not going to go very well with 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 your digestive process because, I mean, I'm sitting down on the couch. My steps are done. Mm -hmm. My cardio is done. My training's done. All movement for the day. All movement for the day is done. Mm -hmm. And we know that movement helps with motility. Movement helps with digestibility. Movement allows our digestive system to kind of stay on a schedule and, and have some regularities, right? So all that's done for the day. And then we're going to go lay down in bed in a completely horizontal position when we know our digestive system works best and we're in a vertical position, right? So now we're laying down. Just laying in bed, you know, flowers rock, and you don't realize that it's affecting your ability to get into REM sleep, or it's affecting your ability to actually go to sleep, or it's affecting your ability to stay asleep because your gut is still working, trying to process and mobilize the energy that you took in, especially if it's in bolus because you macro hoarded the energy that you took in and the fluid. Yeah. You're not just going to eat a whole bunch of fucking food. Waking not up, have any fluid. going pee. Exactly. Yep. And then, and, and, you know, waking up, going pee is like cool, but what if we can only do it twice rather than five times? Yep. And like waking up, you know, doing number two is cool, but what if we only have to do it one time rather than two or three times? Mm -hmm. You know, like all these things disrupt the sleeping way. So when we macro hoard, it heavily disrupts our digestion. It's going to greatly slow our digestive capabilities down. Our blood glucose in the morning because of this is going to be higher. So this could be met with some brain fog, could be met with a little bit of systemic inflammation, depending on if this is something that you do consistently over time, which will elevate our resting heart rate, right? Everything's tied together. And then, but then the most important item is your sleep quality, especially if you're in prep. Sleep's the most important fat burner that we have. And, and prep, sleep is the most important variable you could possibly have. Okay, and so all these things are going to be thrown off if we're just hoarding all of our food till the night, right? What I recommend, let's say, so like 
my day is really busy during the day and I come and I realize that every night I have about 25% of my food left, which isn't too bad, but that's a pretty substantial amount. I would recommend trying to stand, trying to sit upright, maybe going for a little walk and things of the like. Like a 10, 15 minute walk can really help this process a lot. Um, I like utilizing magnesium calm at night before bed and in the morning, just four grams at both those places is that that helps keep your bowels relaxed and, and your bowels can constrict and there can be a lot of stress caused overnight by having backed up digestibility, which then goes into the next day and we have constipation or just like we never feel empty you just like feel like there's fucking mm-hmm. shit in your gut mm-hmm. you know it's just like sitting there and it's yep. like from last night because you you know didn't do the things that you needed to do yeah now you're not hungry for the morning yeah and now the whole fucking thing is messed exactly. up for the whole day and like we work on a circadian rhythm right and like this is part of it and this heavily influences that rhythm like we, we want to stay in the tempo. We want to stay in the rhythm. We want to do all of these things, right? We don't want to macro hoard. We want to make sure all of our stuff is on point. And we want to make sure that we're setting ourselves up for tomorrow's success. Okay? So that's a huge deal. Really, really big deal. Try to space your meals out evenly throughout the day, especially with your protein. Um I mean, you never see me throughout the day without protein Mm -hmm. in my hand. Um, So I have like 500 grams a day. And so that's three meals and three shakes that I do, that I um, have to hit that. And like, dude, I I mean, honestly, you know, if you want to stay in the most anabolic state throughout the day, what I mean by anabolic is like having a positive, uh, putting yourself in best position for a positive, um, 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 muscle protein synthesizing over muscle protein breakdown value, then you can literally drink protein all day. Like, have your meals all day. Mm-hmm. Like, I have five scoops in there now, and, like, well, I haven't started sipping it yet, but I'll sip it over the next, like, 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it'll digest over the following hour from that. Yep. And then I'll have another meal. And, you know, so I, I, I honestly, like, for me it works. It doesn't cause any digestive issues um that's like a hack that i've kind of realized over time there's not really any research or literature on but doesn't it just make sense that having active flowing amino acids in your body is a pretty good idea for staying as anabolic as possible mm-hmm. like it's it's kind of not rocket science we kind of don't need research on it because the blood glucose effect of just whey protein is not very high like there's hardly any at all so it's not like it's causing this insulin to release and you know all that stuff mm-hmm. It's just fucking amino acids. Yeah, and I I chug mine. Yeah, you do. I, huh? I, well, I mean, I just I just take big sips of whatever I'm drinking. I'm yeah. just like normal. Yeah. So I I'll put mine down in like probably 15 minutes. Yeah. Five scoops. Yeah. And then it takes me like 30, 45 minutes before like it kind of like clears up. Like, yeah. Dude, it'll it'll feel like a dude. A you rock. feel full. It'll feel like a rock in my stomach. It does. Yeah. yeah. You feel really full after mm-hmm. chugging protein. But like, I feel like even like for myself personally, like, do you feel like do you feel like it ever actually backs you up or sometimes it just takes longer? Clear? That, yeah, no. I, I don't really either. I feel like more um, Whole Foods would like back Same. me up. Same. Yeah. Like sure. it's so easy to get 100 grams of protein from a protein shake. But like, man, you get 100 grams of protein from chicken? Dude. Whole, that's a fuck ton of dude, chicken. Dude, that's over a dude. pound. That's a fuck ton of chicken. Uh-huh. And like, I yeah, that's it's right out of pound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right around a pound. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, dude, that's a fucked up chicken, so man. Much. I just don't like chicken I, that much. I eat, 
10 ounces, yeah. 10 and a half or like 11 ounces. Yeah. And that's a lot. That's like my max. Yeah. That's, that's, that is my absolute. With some max. rice, it's tough. It is hard. Because like chicken just doesn't go down the way beef does. No way. Some. It just, it just doesn't slide down. Turkey's there, the man. best. You, you, ground yeah. turkey goes down the easiest, honestly. Dude, I hate ground turkey. Oh. There's not many foods I dislike more than ground turkey. Really? I think I abused it too much when I got into bodybuilding. Oh. Because I, I was told you have to eat that. Like, there was oh. a difference. Yeah. And so I was crushing ground turkey and tuna and uh, tuna packets. Like, oh, Lexi, the tuna. Lexi had tuna packets <laughs> the other day. <laughs> and I saw her eating them. And, dude, I, like, I watched her eat these for probably three or four minutes before I said anything. I was like, that is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> that is so gross. <laughs> that is so gross. You got to get your fucking protein in somehow, yeah, right? Dude. Holy shit, man. So, um, I want to talk about your peri-workout nutrition. Um, the pre-training meal, very, very, very important. Now, I'll, I again, I want to go into this with you need to understand there is no must you must have this 45 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour prior, right? Unless we have insulin at play. And I'm going to briefly touch on that here after this, but this podcast isn't about insulin. I actually have, I'm trying to get uh, Milos Sarchev on to discuss insulin with me on the Grow Die podcast, which would be huge. He's like kind of considered the godfather of insulin protocols. Um, Pre-training meal purpose is to have a, very easy and simple to digest carbohydrate, okay? Something like a white rice is good. Um, some rice cakes are good. I like having honey in this meal. I like having some fruit because fructose upregulates our GLUT4 receptors, which means we are able to mobilize energy a little bit easier. And, you know, we, we, we know that when we're able to mobilize energy easier through more GLUT activation, GLUT receptor activation, that we have better digestibility of all foods, including amino acids and fats. Um, I like having a lean protein here. So, like, I actually use 93.7 grams beef, which is a little fattier than, um, I would recommend for most people. But during my training session right now, because my food is lower, I don't have many carbs intra training. I only have 50 carbs intra training. Whereas like in all season, I have like 150. So there's a massive difference here. Mm -hmm. So I want that 20, but 22 grams of fat or whatever it is from my beef that I have. I want that fat to essentially just delay the release, um, you know, of the glucose into the bloodstream, you know, as, as long as possible, kind of carry it over because I'm crashing pretty hard at the end of my sessions. So I have that 93.7 beef. But I like a lean protein here if you're, um, you know, if you're not having blood glucose issues. I also like doing something like a fish. This fish is very easily digestible. Like, there's so few people. I can't think of a person on my roster that can't digest fish well. You might not like it. That's different than not digesting mm -hmm. it well, right? Some rice, some shrimp, some pineapple, and coconut oil. I think that's the perfect pre-workout meal. Um, you know, coconut oils just so useful um, and has so many health benefits. Pineapple for the digestive enzymes, one, which is massive, and it helps you digest a whole meal, but two, for that fructose like I was talking about. The white rice, you know, high GI, it's going to carry you over and energize you for that session. And then some white fish, um, or so, just some lean fish. It doesn't have to be white fish. Lean fish in there for an easily digestible protein. It's also really tasty, like fish, pineapple, rice, and coconut oil. You feel like you're in fucking Hawaii. I just thought about sushi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I just thought about. Yeah, like it is, it is sushi-esque. Mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. it, it truly is. 
Um, and so that's our purpose with that pre-meal. We want to have a good protein, high GI carb. I like having some fruit in there for that glut four. And we want to have enough fats to make sure your blood glucose stays as stable as possible. We don't have a crash into our training session, right? Intro workout, we obviously like having carbohydrates. I don't like eating carbohydrates. And I hate, I hate when Megan puts on her YouTubes, her eating rice cakes at the gym. Because I am not a proponent. I do not condemn that behavior. Uh. But to each their fucking own, right? Because <laughs> the reality is it doesn't affect her. It doesn't bother her at all. Mm -hmm. The reality is during a training session, you're in a completely sympathetic state, which means that is fight or flight. You are not in a rest and digest state. So forcing your body to digest energy while you are training is kind of a conflict of interest here and it can stress your gut pretty bad, right? I just like two scoops of raw intra workout. It is a fantastic profile. That's the best profile there is in the market by far. Uh, by far, compared to literally fucking anybody. And you're gonna come back and be like, yeah, that's just fucking legit. <laughs> and I have um, like 30 grams of, or 25 or 30 grams of Gatorade right now. Um, Gatorade powder. Um, and I prefer the Gatorade powder heavily over the like um, actual Gatorade bottles. bottles because like the bottles, you, they, they, they make those with a syrup and the powder is just much less syrup. It's just less yeah, syrupy. Well, you're also able to manipulate it way more. You are. Mm -hmm. You can control, like if you need to go to 150 carbs, you mm -hmm. can go to 200 carbs. Yep. You know, with your intra workout drink, you can easily do that with the powder and it tastes really good. And honestly, even when I was at 150 carb uh, plus the, the two, or I was doing three scoops of raw intra then, um, and then the rest Gatorade powder. Um, when I was there, I, I, I didn't notice, I kind of lost my train of thought, but <laughs> I, 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 I didn't notice like an overwhelming flavor. Yeah. Like we have the orange right now and mm -hmm. it's, it's not like you can mix a ton of that shit in the water and it's yeah. not really bad. Uh -uh. It's not like overwhelming to drink at the gym. Actually, it's really refreshing. Yeah. I think it's good. Big old Gatorade while you're yeah. training. Yeah. It's nice. 45 ounces of Gatorade. Yeah. So we use the blender bottles, the 45 ounce blender bottles. And I highly recommend having those on hand. If you like, show, tell me your bodybuilder without telling me your bodybuilder, have a shit ton of 45 ounce blender bottles. Mm -hmm. Like I yeah. know, I know what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. And then being able to sip that throughout your workout, yeah. have some ice in there. Exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's it's refreshing. It it's, really is. It's really refreshing. Um, so not a huge proponent of ice and training either, but that's okay. Uh, just, just, just because ice cold body has to warm up. So everything, when it gets digested, your body wants it to be body temperature, mm -hmm. right? But man, when sometimes in hog, I'll like go and I'll grab one of those ice cold waters out the bitch. And I'm just like, fuck this. I don't condone this. Yeah. And I just crush that yeah. whole fucking thing. It's so hot. It feels dude. so good. It's so fucking hot. Mm -hmm. It's humid as fuck in there. It's so humid. Oh, you're just like, I just want some yeah. cold something on yeah. me right now. Yeah. Exactly. It's uh -huh. so bad. I want to take one of those fucking things of water and just like go outside and pour it on my whole body <laughs> and then go back into my session. I would love doing that so much. So that pre-training meal, we want to eat it far enough out for us to have it digested for the meal, but we don't want to eat it too far out for us to like not have any fuel when we go into the session. I do think for most people, this is in that 30 to 60 minute window. Personally, I eat mine about 20 to 30 minutes before training right now, just because I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't want to train. I don't like training on full stomach, but I don't like training hungry. I like training like semi, like 
If I was a gas tank, like a quarter of a tank. Yeah, so if you, like, were to, the closer you eat it to your training, the less hungry you're exactly. going to be at the end of it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so the carbohydrates, intra, that's a big deal. I love essential amino acids, intra. You know, 15 grams of essential amino acids equals 15 grams of protein. That's a big deal. Um, you know, during your training session, your body's breaking down muscle protein at a very, very, very high clip. Nothing you can do can offset that. But... How can we kickstart that muscle protein synthesizing process? Well, we can put ourselves in a more positive balance the quicker we get amino acids in our system. Easiest way to get them in there is by literally putting essential amino acids inside of your body. <laughs> like, and, you know, you take a whey shake, and a whey shake's almost all the way broken down, right? But we still have to break down one more layer to essential amino acids. Essential amino acids, or two amino acids, are Essential amino acids are literally just amino acids. There's not much digestibility. It's completely bioidentical to what's going on inside of your body already. Um, and so they just get put to use. And, you know, that, that's a big deal. Your body utilizes that greatly. Obviously, creatine, um, having about a gram of salt, I think, is really good. Um you know, those, those are all, um, like that, that's kind of the perfect component, uh, of an intra workout, um, drink here. Also, I really like utilizing the raw, both the raw pump and the raw pump number two. I like using those together. Pump number two has like glycerine in it that like really does make some pretty explosive pumps happen. Um, but man, I get fucking like, I get too pumped. Like it hurts so bad. I'm like, I have to like miss reps. So I actually don't use like the, when I do use, I don't use the full scoops anymore. Cause I'm like, like my biceps will shit, like my delts will just get too. I remember that one day at the gym we were doing legs Yeah, and your legs were hurting so they, bad. They were throbbing. You couldn't even stand. Yeah. Cause how pumped they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff, dude, it shows it's fucking powerful. It is. Like it's legit. It's so like, if you don't have issues with like mobility, like if you don't have a ton of excess tissue on you, then dude, like those are two great and very helpful products to utilize as well. Um, now we get into our post training, post training purpose and goal. People, there's there's no like incessant need immediately after your workout to to eat. Calm down, take your calm. I personally, I come home and I do 10 caps of calm right now post training because I'm like so ramped up from how hard, you know, the sessions were. Take your calm, your 10 caps of calm. Uh, sorry, your for you should, should be taking six. like three to six caps of calm, uh-huh. not ten. <laughs> you're gonna be big zen. You're gonna be chilling. You're gonna be in a yoga studio. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, take your calm. Allow it to kick in. Just settle down. Continue hydrating. Drink water and do when your gut. You, you're gonna feel when you shift from a sympathetic to a parasympathetic state against sympathetics. Um, uh, fight or flight, parasympathetics, rest or digest. When you shift, like you'll kind of, you'll literally just kind of feel a calm come down on you. And that's literally why I formulated the revive calm uh, or what I formulated the revive calm for um, was essentially to be able to switch that as quickly and optimally as possible. At that point, that's when you're going to digest the foods the best. Okay. So take your calm post training. Wait until it all kicks in and you're good and you're stable. And then from there, have your post-training meal and your body's going to digest it the best. If you have it too soon and your body's not ready to absorb anything, well, number one, your hunger is going to be shot. So you're going to be force feeding pretty hard, which is very difficult to do. And number two, you're, you're not going to be, um, you're, you're not going to be absorbing those nutrients very well. Your partitioning is just not going to be that high, right? So, 
your post-training meal just whenever you can get it in. I like, so in the peri-workout window total, this is pre intra post. And for each person, you kind of need to play with the values and figure out where you're best. I like about 35% protein, about 60 to 70% of your daily carbs, and about 15 to 20% of your daily fat in this peri-workout window. I have found um, in my anecdote that these are very good values to have. Now, carbs get low in prep. Honestly, why not put them all in training? Mm-hmm. Every single one of them in pre, intro, and post. Yep. Like pour your carbohydrates in there. Some people are like, I don't want to drink my carbs during prep. Okay, dude, fine. Well, I totally fucking get it. I agree. I'm with you 100%. But the reality is it's going to help your performance. And if you're helping your performance, you're going to hold more muscle. If you're holding more muscle, you're going to have a higher thermic effect of what you're, wait, one, you're going to have a, a higher um, metabolic set point, but two, you're going to have a higher thermic effect of just what you're utilizing and turning over daily so your food can literally stay higher. If you're performing better, you're able to literally give more effort into your session. More effort into your session is literally more of a burn and more of an adaptive response. So you're literally going to have a better physique come show day. If you just suck it the fuck up and have at least 25 grams of carbohydrates during your training session, mm-hmm. it's really that simple. And so it's like, I know that burning 25 carbs there isn't fun, but what if it's the difference between first and second place? I don't know if it is. I don't think anyone's ever lost in Olympia because they didn't have their intra training carbs. I just enjoy making sure all those little 0.1% are shirt up and in my favor. I don't want any of the 0.1% to be against me. Like, if you could do it, why not? Yeah. Like, if what you if, can help, why not? What if you found out at the end of the road, you got second place, and you found out the person who got first just had, you know, had their carbs every training session? Like, you guys looked almost fucking almost identical? identical. What, if, what if that happened at the end of the road? You know? Well... Fuck, dude. That could have been you. Dude, that's you're, you're not like... you're not going to lose the show because you had intra workout carbs. That's mm-hmm. for certain. Mm-hmm. And so, if that is for certain, then why not just do it? Exactly. And just deal with the hunger. You're going to be hungry. Dude, what's twenty five anyway? Exactly. That's a fucking English muffin. Exactly. It's like an English, that's muffin. English muffin. That's not. That's not. Like, you're, your not hunger, gonna, you're not going to enjoy that. No. Anyway, it's only going to make you want more and it, hungry yeah. anyway. Exactly. You know what's funny? I've recently. I've realized how many people around me just love English muffins. Have you ever seen me crush an English muffin? Never. Never. Just like I've never seen you eat peanut butter here. No. (laughs) And I like them. Yeah. Like, I think they're cool. Mm -hmm. I just like, I don't know. I just, oh, rice and beef again. Yeah, you just eat like a bodybuilder. I I really do. Yeah. I really do. And I, yeah. during my prep, I ate like a bikini competitor because Megan taught me everything I know. You did, but... Like I think you found fulfillment in it, and like I think it was. Oh, I learned also, a, I learned a ton too. You have to learn what hunger actually is too, though. And so, like next time you're gonna be better around. Mm-hmm. Like in your first prep, you don't know, like, say, like oh, I'm hungry because it's time to eat is yeah. so much different than. Wow, I have been in a deficit. I haven't had a carb in six weeks. weeks. <laughs> That's hunger. Yeah, like now hunger is actually imminent and it is upon us. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man, I, I I think like everyone's first prep is kind of a learning experience. Like I used to do that shit too. Yep. Like how do I cheat the system the most? And that's why I never I never fucking you you have to learn. Mm-hmm. If I just tell you like, hey Brandon, like if I just spoon feed you everything, you'll never learn anything, mm-hmm. right? And like I did with all my clients, like you have to learn to win. Like, operate to win, like, eat to win. But, like, English muffins are fucking great sources, so honestly. But I just, it's so funny. Everyone around me loves them so much. I'm just not a big fan. Yeah. 
I mean, but I but after that. talking about it, I kind of want one really bad. My mouth's very watery right now. <laughs> Especially, I learned how to air fry them to a T. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm not toasting them anymore. So, yeah. I'm like, it, I, I got them down. So, I'm thinking... I'm thinking an English muffin, perfectly crisp in the air fryer, mm-hmm. allow it to cool down. Some almond butter, just a, little, just a light coating of almond butter on each, <laughs> and then a drizzle of honey on each. That's cute. That sounds good. <laughs> oh. I, I would need to take a photo of you. That sounds eating good. That, that, is the, that is like the most yeah. petite thing yeah. I've ever seen you eat ever. <laughs> that is not very Jamie Haley fit, but dude, I'm going to roll with it. Honestly, I Let's think I'm going to make one after this podcast because that sounds good. <laughs> oh my goodness. Dude, I'm make one after the podcast. I'm going to put a picture on my Instagram and I'm going to say soon you guys will know. And tomorrow when people hear this yep, podcast, they after, they're going to put it together and be like, that's funny as fuck. Yep, they're going to know. Um, so quick breakdown of how insulin affects us. Now, meal timing becomes much more important when we are utilizing insulin. How are we utilizing insulin? That matters a lot. If we're only taking it pre and post training, then we need to base number one insulin's based off of it's not based off of one IU equals 10 grams of carbs. It's a cute place to start, but the reality is I need to know your fucking blood glucose. If you don't know your client's blood glucose, you literally cannot guide them with utilizing insulin. You're, you're putting them in grave danger. If you, insulin, an insulin overdose can kill you. There are more people that die from that a year than that die from much less, um, um, like bizarre things. Mm-hmm. Like it can kill you. So if your coach has take insulin and does not know your blood glucose levels, wow, that is dangerous. And I honestly just wish you the best. And I, hope nothing bad happens to you because it's 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 that's very sad to know that it's happening going on but we take your blood glucose what is it post uh, meal so i want to add an insulin to a client's pre and post training okay eat your pre-meal and then depending on the client you know depending on their body how much muscle they have um male female i'm either going to have them take that reading 15 minutes uh, 20 minutes or 30 minutes after that pre-workout meal. And I want to see where we're at. And then oftentimes I want to see where we're at during our training session on no carbs, on no intra carbs. So like you'll pull the intra carbs for a couple of days and you just like see how well the BG is holding up. You'll send me over the value. And then post training, you're going to have your meal. Well, sorry, first and foremost, the post-training value, about 5-10 minutes post-training, we keep hydrating. We take that blood glucose again, and all of those correlate to what I'm going to do for your pre-workout dosage. For your post-dosage, it's super easy. Just one simple post-prandial reading. You're going to eat your meal three hours, two and a half to three hours later. Sometimes I do two hours, depending on the again musculature of the, of the client. Um, two, two and a half, or three hours. You're going to take your reading. Only have water in that time. Just always stay hydrated. Blood glucose readings are only accurate if you're hydrated. And then you'll send all this information to, over to me as you compile it throughout the week. From there, I decide what I want your insulin at, right? Um, I only utilize fast-acting insulin. I don't utilize any long-acting insulin. I don't really think there's a place in bodybuilding for long-acting insulin, honestly. Um, I, I just I, I feel very strongly about um, that for a multitude of reasons. But... Let's say we're pushing food really hard and we notice that all day you have high hovering BG readings. Okay, so um, 
two hours post breakfast, two hours post meal two, and then um, an hour post last meal before you go to bed. All these readings are like over 130, 140. That's really high. Extremely. So we need to, we need to configure this out. And like now we're just going to run insulin with every meal and that's okay. That's okay. That's perfectly okay to do. That's, like, long-term, as long as you understand what the fuck you're doing with insulin, long-term, there's no issues with that, um, honestly. But we're just helping your body out. Your pancreas is a little bit overwhelmed. So rather than your pancreas being overwhelmed, trying to constantly pay ketchup, 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 your digestibility going being thrown for a loop, um, and then your entire, just everything getting backed up, systemic inflammation uprise, all these things, we're just going to help it out. So we'll give it some insulin. With every meal, we're going to base off of your readings around that meal we're going to base that insulin dosage based off that Did i explain that well yeah that makes sense um so that's the meal timing becomes much more important when insulin is at play um because you know fast acting insulin it can hit you know some people i've seen human log hit in three to four minutes some people do you know and some and, and also depending on how you know old the humalog is how the humalog is being stored things like that cuz humalog does go bad novalog same thing the the log insulins are both fast acting insulins um i have uh FISAP that i'm using in people it's just rapid acting insulin um as well that's supposed to onset in anywhere from like 2 to 5 minutes but again i've seen it as quick as like 30 seconds um no, I think that, that was about a minute. I think it was about a minute. I have to go back and check his notes. Uh, but I've seen it happen very, 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 very quickly. Uh, like I said, it was over from 30 to a minute. Uh, but then I've also seen people utilize that rapid acting insulin. It doesn't hit for 15 fucking minutes, so it's no faster than human log or Nova log. Um, so you have to understand how the insulin is responding to this person as well. And with every insulin, like every time you crack open a new insulin pin, you kind of want to redo these readings. Like that's kind of the clients do. You redo these readings. Obviously, I don't know when they crack open an insulin pin. Um, but, you know, every batch is depending on how it's been stored, um, how old it is, X, Y, Z. It does lose potency. So on one pin, you might have to go to 15 IUs to pull BG down from 130 to 80 in, you know, 25 minutes. Uh, but with another one, you might only have to use four or five, right? So it's all, it's, you know, it's just kind of constant feedback there, you know, running insulin is a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Meticulous. It's very, it's just very meticulous work. Um, I want you guys to understand digestibility foods is massive. So yes, what Matt, what you do in 24 hours is what matters the most with your meals, but the digestibility of foods is a huge deal. If something is not sitting right with you, stop fucking eating it. It's literally that simple. It's your body literally asking you to stop fucking eating it. So why would you continue eating it? It doesn't make any sense at all. Right. So always be on the lookout constantly, um, assess and adjust common items. I see here. If you haven't cruciferous vegetables for long times, um, you haven't egg whites for a long time, chicken breasts for a long time can cause it whey protein for a long time can cause it. Um, and so I just like cycling protein sources like that as someone kind of needs slash sees fit. Okay. Uh, but digestibility of foods is huge. You guys, we don't want to go to the fucking gym and have a training session with a bloated fucking gut. Like that sounds terrible okay um but this is pretty good i hope that you guys found this helpful uh for episode 164 meal timing i will see you next time